Welcome to Pastors Heart and Dominic Steele here and thanks for joining us and today we're talking university campus ministry and a significant study that's just been released about the positive impact that it's having. Uh, our guests are Rowan Kemp and Jeff Folland who work in Christian ministry at Sydney Uni uh, but first it takes a lot to develop the Pastors Heart each week. There are production costs, video, audio editing and mixing, social media, website coordination and we're working hard to support and encourage more Christian leaders uh, but we need your help to take this ministry to the next level. Uh, if we can reach more people, we can encourage ministers as together we proclaim Christ in our different contexts. And so if the pastor's heart has encouraged your faith, uh, encouraged you, challenged you in any way, can I ask you to head on over to bit.ly slash the pastor's Patreon and sign up as a supporter. Uh, for just $5 a month, you can help us fund our production costs and help the pastor's heart become a sustainable ministry going forward. Now to Rowan Kemp and Jeff Folland. Rowan, Anglican chaplain at Sydney University and pastoral worker with the Sydney University Evangelical Union. And Jeff Folland, 20 years ago at Macquarie Union, right. we used to know each other. That's right. You were doing Campus Crusade for Christ. That's evolved into Power to Change. Correct. And now at Sydney Uni. That's right. And... You've both been involved uh, in the different evangelical ministries that you lead with other faith groups on a study on the impact of faith groups on university life. Um, well, who's been involved and how did it come about, Ryan? So, uh, evolved in two different streams that came together mm -hmm. under God's hand, which was lovely. Uh, one was Jeff's experience in being involved at Macquarie University and coordinating the chaplains there, and mm. I'll let him talk about that in a mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. From my point, I'm currently coordinating the chaplains from many different faiths at Sydney University, and I was aware that Sydney University had been unfortunately struggling in a particular area of its life mm -hmm. to do with what they call student experience. The mm -hmm. university obviously wants to do well in all sorts of different rankings. They want to do research well and all those kind of things, but student experience seems to me to be a pretty core one. Yes, and unfortunately Sydney University had really been struggling. So they, that was a big problem for them. They want to do well in this area. So they commissioned a high-level report to come up with a strategy to develop their student experience. They created a new pro, uh, position, a pro-vice-chancellor. They did a headhunt to find someone to drive that strategy forward. And we knew that that person was about to start in October this year. Mm -hmm. We also knew that the university was in the process of developing a new five-year plan. So we knew that lots of things were up in the air. And one of the opportunities for us was to think, how can we convince the university that faith groups on campus, Christian groups included, mm -hmm. really make a difference to the university community? Mm. That was the opportunity. And Jeff had some thoughts from his experience up at Macquarie. Mm, we'll just, I'll come to that in a moment, but um, did that anecdotally feel true for you, that research that, um, that Sydney Uni students were having a worse time on campus compared to other Uni sp students from your discussions around the place? Uh, it's hard for me to judge up what other university experiences are like, mm -hmm. but Sydney University is big, mm -hmm. it's got a lot of students, there's mm -hmm. a lot of administration and bureaucracy you have to navigate. Uh, it's an expensive place to live. It's hard to live close to campus, mm -hmm. unlike some of the more regional mm -hmm. universities. So it makes sense that it, there's difficulties mm -hmm. associated with being a student yeah, at I mean, a big city uni. 
I remember coming from the Hills District having a miserable time at Sydney University. I wasn't a Christian then, mm. but um, yeah. Jeff, what were your thoughts in, 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 about how it came about, the research? Well, I think, uh, as Rowan said, we were talking about this strategic opportunity. There was a, a moment in time where we thought, how do we speak into this situation? And my experience at, at Macquarie University was that the university doesn't really understand the work that chaplains do mm -hmm. and how they interact with faith groups. And so if we could... To, uh, describe for them and demonstrate for them what that interaction was like and how chaplains contribute positively mm -hmm. then that would set us up well for an ongoing relationship with the university where they would perhaps um, understand what we do and therefore be able to resource what we're trying to do mm -hmm. uh, more helpfully. I, uh, yeah. I take it you drew in some of the other faith groups? Yes well actually Rowan did the hard work with uh, interacting with them uh, so I came up with the idea, we, uh, we worked with uh, McCrindle Research to mm -hmm. produce the report, but Rowan did the, as coordinating chaplain, it was his responsibility and he worked hard at bringing in the other groups as mm. well. And just looking here, you've got um, Buddhist, Catholic, uh, Christian community churches, Jewish, Uniting Church chaplaincies involved. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, well, we received some advice that if you really want to um, show that the research that you've done is significant, then mm -hmm. you obviously need to do more than just Christian chaplaincies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and more than evangelical chaplaincies in particular. And so I reached out to some of the other chaplains. We have a very good working relationship with the other mm -hmm. Christian chaplains, uh, and the, sorry, all the other chaplains. Mm -hmm. I reached out to them, encouraged them to contribute financially to the cost of the report and get their students involved. And uh, they certainly came on. Mm -hmm. um, what did you find out? Many things, That's many right. interesting things. A lot of it uh, might be confirming things that anecdotally we were pretty convinced were true mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also some things that we didn't expect. Right. So that was interesting. Well, let's do the, the things that confirmed what, you, what would you expected first or some of those things, yeah. Faith groups make a massive difference to students' experience of life on campus. Faith groups uh, really help students uh, grow in their faith. Faith groups really help students navigate a complex environment to stand, particularly as a Christian, mm -hmm. and faith groups are a key support structure that they reach out to in times of stress. Mm. All things that make sense if you understand Christian community. Mm. But now we actually have hard data to say to the university, this is actually the case. Mm -hmm. That's right. And when you think about it, the university, what are they concerned about? They don't just want to improve in their rankings, but they want to make sure that students aren't dropping out of university uh, because they're having a hard time. And so, uh, and we know that there's this tidal wave of mental health issues coming onto campus with this generation. And so uh, what we demonstrated is that the faith groups provide that kind of peer-to-peer -peer support so that students who are experiencing stress don't end up in crisis because the university doesn't have the resources to uh, support every student in crisis. Mm. So what are the sizes of the faith groups? I mean, what are the... I mean, are we speaking... I'm imagining the Buddhist one is smaller than the Evangelical Union. Do you, know, do you want to just kind of unpack a little of that for us? Do you know, yeah. yeah, there's a massive difference in size between the different groups. Uh, there's the number of Evangelical students involved in both, say, Power to Change and the Evangelical Union. You've probably got in excess of just over a thousand students involved. Mm -hmm. um, there's quite a Which is a significant proportion of the campus. Yeah, yeah. it's sizable. That's right, absolutely. Um, there's quite the Catholics uh, are reasonably strong. Mm 
There's mm -hmm. quite a number of Catholics. Uh, a lot of the other groups would be smaller. Uniting mm -hmm. Church is a smaller group. The Buddhists is a smaller group. It's quite a number of Islamic students on, mm -hmm. on campus. Um, the prayer rooms are very active. Mm -hmm. um, yep, and, uh, and I think that, that that breadth is really important to demonstrate to the university. But uh, also to say there's lots of students who have a faith or have faith as part of their core identity who aren't actively involved in a, in a faith group on campus. Some of the students who go to the prayer room, for example, aren't involved in the Muslim student group, mm -hmm. um, but they're part of the, the community. Mm. And so I was really um, appreciating when I had the idea, I knew it wouldn't work unless Ram was on board mm -hmm. and bringing the EU in to, uh, to respond to the survey gave us a critical mass of respondents. Mm -hmm. So that was really important. Well, I think we, we had more than 530 people respond to the survey. Mm -hmm. Out of a total, we think, of currently about 2,000 students who might be involved in some sort of faith community on campus. Mm -hmm. So that's a really high percentage. Yep. It gives us a good yep. indication of what's going on. But if you look at other wider demographic data, uh, it's a bit hard to work out how many university-age people in Australia have an active faith. Mm -hmm. that's, that's hard to actually get that data from the census mm -hmm. or other things. But the two surveys that have been done in the last couple of years would estimate that in that university age range, 18 to 25, somewhere between a quarter to a third of people in that age group say that faith is very important to them. Mm -hmm. What that means for the university is, out of their local undergraduate population of about 40,000, there's 10 to 12,000 students on that campus who say faith is very important to them but only about 2,000 involved in faith groups. Mm -hmm. From a university point of view, they're going, well, that's a, lot of, that, that's a big segment of our campus. That's a quarter. That, mm -hmm. that we could access and give them a better student experience mm -hmm. if... We didn't make it tougher for you guys. Correct. <laughs> yes. That was the point we were trying to help the university understand. Now, I'm just going to take the report and uh, take you to this page and... This question, to what extent do you agree with the following statements about your experience with your faith group at university? And there's some big um, differences between the experience of the person of faith and the person not of faith. Do you want to just highlight them for us? Well, what it's highlighting is the experience... We were only surveying people in the faith group. Yeah. But we're saying, what compare your experience in the faith group, in these key areas, to your experience in the rest of the university outside of the faith mm -hmm. group. And we had certain things we were looking at, things like, do you feel respected? Mm -hmm. Do you feel included? Do you feel connected? Do you, do you have a sense of belonging? Now, these are values that the university mm. want its students to say, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And when you compare the data for their experience in the faith group, the numbers are very, very high. I feel respected, 98%. I feel included, 95%. I feel a sense of belonging, 95%. But when you ask them, but what about in the rest of your experience at university? The numbers are 50 percentage points smaller. Mm. So I feel respected, 58%. I feel included, 51%. I feel sense of belonging, 50%. So what that's saying is that the faith groups, and most of the groups surveyed were evangelical mm. Christian groups, these gospel-based groups are actually achieving the outcomes that the university wants to achieve. That's right. It happens because of the gospel. Mm. That's right. Now, they can't see that, but it does. Well, we're trying to help them see, see that. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. How did the conversations go? Really positive. We had a great meeting with, with um, the Deputy Vice-Chancellor and the Pro-Vice-Chancellor. All the chaplains were in attendance. 
we had a really interesting chat about it and they certainly they're open to suggestions as they repeatedly said to us we're open to suggestions of how we might move forward they understand that faith communities can contribute very significantly to the life of a campus mm -hmm. uh, I think there's always some discussions without sort of talking about you know, quoting people exactly. There's always discussions about what's the role of a particular faith group versus an interfaith group. And when we think about the idea that uh, a student's identity is tapped into a faith, mm. multi-faith in that sense or interfaith groups really lose that. They water that down. And so uh, one of the key findings in the report was that students who are involved in our faith groups are actually experiencing a diverse culture on campus. They're engaging with students who are in different years to them, in different courses to them, and even from different cultural backgrounds. Uh, and so the university, when they saw that, it was like, well, that is really diverse. Can we do interfaith groups? And I was like, nobody really feels like they own an interfaith group. Mm -hmm. So no one really wants to turn up. That's been my experience mm. in 25 years on campus. So... Um, which is helpful for them to hear you say. That's right. But we do want to have groups that are open to people who aren't already identifying with our faith, and the university is keen on this, to come in and experience what, what, the, uh, what the faith group is about. So what you're saying is the conversation that you had potentially changed the campus leadership's attitude to the practice of evangelism. Mm. Evangelism is such a loaded word in the university context. We, I think uh, we are open to having students come and explore and experience the grace and truth of the gospel in the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, the university even said that they, would, uh, they don't want students just to arrive on campus with, their, with a particular set of views and values and, and then acquire the some vocational skills but leave with the same views and values, mm -hmm. that they're open to students changing their views and values by engaging with a broader community. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting things that came out in the university's own strategy to mm -hmm. deal with this student experience problem mm -hmm. was they recognised that universities have clubs and societies. Mm -hmm. They got about two paragraphs. Mm -hmm. But they said, oh, the issue with clubs and societies is it sounds great, a place for students to belong, but they often end up very clicky. Mm -hmm. They often end up being actually exclusionary. Mm -hmm. One of the benefits of faith groups that have chaplains involved alongside them, particularly evangelical chaplains who understand the gospel, is that we're going to make sure that the faith groups are actually governed and driven by the gospel. Mm -hmm. They're shaped by that gospel, That's which right. means they're going to be welcoming, they're going to be outward-looking, they're going to be communities of love and care. That's what the university actually wants. Mm -hmm. So actually, by having more gospel groups on campus, I think actually we can create the very community that the university right. in some sense is actually longing for. Mm. That's right. The gospel is the answer to that. Hmm. Can you take us into your leadership teams and as you discussed this report, what were some of the things that you thought, ah, oh, that's interesting or that's going to change what we do going forward? Yeah. Well, we've always known that university can be a challenging place for people's faith. Mm. But one of the interesting stats that came out was the longer that students have been at university and involved in faith groups, the less safe they feel on campus to express their faith. Less safe. University you feel is, safer as a first year than as a fourth year. Yeah, the longer you're in it, in that, in that culture, you pick up more and more of the pressure, the vibe of the place, which is leave your faith at the university gates on the way in. That's right. That's the pressure. A pressure for intolerance. It's a pressure for 
We just don't want you to bring faith Conformity. in. Conformity. It's keep faith private. Keep yeah. it out, outside of the university space. Now, we don't do that these days with any part of people's identity. We say, yeah. bring your politics bring with your sexuality. you, bring yeah. your sexuality, bring your gender identity. We, yeah. we've, we understood that actually to force people to suppress parts of who they are is, is not always a very helpful mm. thing to do. And yet, as a university, that does tend to be the vibe. And what's more, the longer students are there, the more they feel that over time. Mm. So the less safe they feel. So the, t the stat was that in total, 44% of the students who were involved in faith groups did not feel safe to either express or practice their faith on the rest of the campus. I went to the bathroom at Sydney University the other day and uh, went in there, and the men's bathroom, and there was a tampon um, thing in there. And I thought, oh no, I've gone into the wrong bathroom. And so I raced out and then realised, no, there are urinals here. And I was in the right bathroom. <laughs> but there's a very clear expression of making this place safe for the transgender mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that's not happening for the faith person. The university is sort of recognising this, like to, to their credit, they're sort mm. of realising, but it's, it's, there's a fair bit of resistance as well, just in the wider university community, to that uh, universities need to be secular, understanding secular as a-religious. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that students pick that up. They pick that up from their tutorials, from their lectures, from everywhere else. And so what we were hoping to do is actually say to the university, we think you've got a blind spot we actually think that in your understanding of human identity, somehow you've missed, missed the key faith component, which as people of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we know that that's actually at the very centre of our being. Mm. It's not just part of who I am, it's actually the heart of who I am. Mm. To leave, have to leave that at the university gates on my way in, that's, mm. that's, that's... It's, it's a fundamental, absolutely yeah. the part of yeah. who I am. And I think when you put that combined with the broader media, um, coverage of the church you know, in Australia over the last uh, couple of years. Mm. Uh, there's a perception by students who have no direct contact with you know, a Christian or a faith group that being involved in a faith group is actually a negative experience. And so as a result of this report, the university recognises now that they can highlight positive experiences from students because the positive experiences you know, are overwhelmingly um, prevalent for all the students who are involved mm. and so to be able to share some of those stories and encourage other students to ex you know, explore experience that faith group uh, is something that you know the university needs to what promote. do you think they might change as a result of this report well there's lots of ideas um, what are some of the things you're pushing for them to change as a result of this report well we're talking about how do we how do we uh, give students the option of finding out more information about the existing faith groups because both of us experience students who are you know, Christians or arrive mm. on campus with a faith who don't find, despite our best group. efforts, don't find a faith mm. group. And, uh, and so at least... And it has felt over the last few years, not, I'm not specifically mm. speaking about Sydney Uni, but it's felt like the institution was making it more difficult for clubs and societies and faith groups as part of that. Well, I just think Sydney University is such, as Rowan said, a large, complex, you know, dispersed campus that to have any sort of profile for any particular group is really hard work. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so I have students who are involved with us who don't see each other in between the meetings that they have yeah, with us, yeah. you know, uh, and that 
on other campuses that are smaller, maybe more centralised, those informal interactions easier. are really yep. important. But, uh, but for the university, I think, yes, helping them, uh, give them opportunities to, to tell positive stories about students who are involved in faith groups. Mm. Um, lessons for churches coming out of this report? Mm. One of the interesting things that came out of the report, which we didn't, we hadn't particularly thought about, but it mm. came out, was that when we surveyed the students who were involved in the, in the faith groups and then asked them about how, whether they considered themselves to be very involved in uh, church mm -hmm. outside, it was a very high percentage, you mm -hmm. know, 78% or so said, yeah, we're very involved actually in our local church mm -hmm. community. But only 64% said, oh, we're very involved in the actual faith group on campus. So the people involved in campus groups are actually more involved in their, in their church, local in church. their local churches yeah. than the church. Well, I think that's useful information because sometimes there's a, you know, as a local church pastor, which I used to be, I understand the tension sometimes between, oh, here's these wonderful pe young people mm. full of energy and zeal for the Lord. I'd love them to be more involved in my local church. And yet they're going off to university and getting involved in that mm. group. And they can feel like a tension. Mm -hmm. But actually... The, the testimony is most of the students are much more involved at church, actually, than they are on campus. As so we're not competing. Being, yeah, yeah. We actually work together, together. I think, in yeah. a really right. complementary way because they also testified to experiencing massive or very significant growth in their Christian faith over the last 12 months as a result mm -hmm. of being involved in the faith group on campus. Mm -hmm. So I think we can actually mm -hmm. see that we actually do work really well as complements to the local church ministry that's going on. Mm. Um, Lessons for other, I mean, there'll be Christian leaders, staff mm. teams of different ministries, um, student groups around Australia and in other parts of the world watching this. Mm. What are the lessons that they can take away? I mean, we'll put the link up to the report yeah. um, on the show notes of this, mm. but what are the... I would say that uh, it's very easy to be intimidated by particularly like Sydney University you know, administration. It's an elite university, global university. And it's uh, easy to sort of sit back and, well, and let them push us around in a sense. Mm -hmm. But this was an opportunity for us to be on the front foot, to engage with them. And when we demonstrated what was really going on with our groups in a way that was tangible, then they suddenly became very positive. And so I think uh, my, my instinct is that we want to positively engage with people. We've got a good story to tell. And that uh, for any ministry leader, you know, look around at where the opportunities are and, and don't feel like you just have to be pushed to the margins. Great. Thanks so much for coming in and talking to us. You're welcome. Thanks, Dominic. My guests on The Pastor's Heart, Jeff Follin from Power to Change at Sydney University and Rowan Kemp, the Anglican chaplain and uh, from the Evangelical Union at Sydney University. This is The Pastor's Heart and uh, we're back next Tuesday afternoon. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.